What's going on, spooky fans? This is uh, your chillin' and ghoulish host, Ruben. And can't you see we're meant to be together? Hi, I'm Quinn. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Spooky Husband Mystery Hour. Uh, this week, we have actually a pretty interesting episode kind of going on today. And uh, before we get started on that, I guess uh, let's go ahead and cover some news and some information. Because I don't know if anybody has seen our, uh, our Facebook page or our new stuff. Quinn, you want to talk about that? Yes, I'm so excited. I know, I was going to say, you look so, so happy for this right now. This actually ties into our movie this week a little bit. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Um, my really good friend, uh, we met in high school. We actually went to prom, not together, but with separate dates, but we... Yeah, in the group situation, Yeah, we right? were in the same okay. group. Uh, my senior and junior prom. And my friend Dana made us a new logo. For the podcast. Super stoked about it. It looks amazing. It is. You did such a good job. Yeah. She listens to our episodes. She said she loves listening to us. Um, You can find her on Etsy at Magical Plants. She makes stickers and stationery. She does uh, plants, like planners. Mm -hmm. Her work is so beautiful. That's awesome. It's awesome. They're great. Uh, But she's on Etsy and YouTube. Very cool. So find her there. Yeah. Hey, girl. What's up, girl? How you doing? Spooky fans, check her out. Come on now. Um, but this week's episode actually does tie into, like you said, um, we have a little prom feel. So it's the most important uh, night of our lives. It is. You know? Do you remember? Uh, well, actually, you know. Why don't we just go ahead and talk about the movie first before we start doing all these innuendos? Um, <laughs> the movie that we picked this week was actually my pick. It was the 2008. Um, semi-theatrical movie <laughs> Prom Night with Britney Snow it did come out in theaters didn't it I don't know I don't remember honestly I just remember seeing it at Blockbuster that's where I rented it so, I, same I, I watched it right after it came out on DVD yeah same so did I so yeah do you remember your prom eh, eh. a little bit yeah I remember looking a damn fool at my junior really? prom no I looked hot I was good um, you can ask anybody um, on junior prom <laughs> Was Phantom of the Opera themed. Oh my gosh, I can just see you now. And I got a tuxedo with long tails, like a fucking conductor. Oh my gosh, why would you do that? I don't that? have the body type for why that. Why would you do that? I look like a penguin. Why would, again, why would you do that? But I guess, I mean, I know your, your clothing style, so that shouldn't really surprise me anymore. And right? my senior prom, I decided, since everybody's going tropical, I was going to wear all white with... A bright neon blue. Wow. Vest and tie. No, okay. See, I never went to a, to my junior prom. I didn't think the junior prom was actually that big. I ended up just going and partying out with a few friends. I did go to my senior prom though in two thousand seven. Um, my senior prom. My senior prom was actually really fun. I went with uh, a lot of my friends that actually I still talk to now, which is really funny because I know a lot of people always say, you know, oh, you're never gonna keep in touch with people after prom or after high school no i actually still hang out with uh my best buds they're they're my best friends that's awesome yeah um and they listen to the podcast too so haha you guys know who you are (laughs) you don't get a shout out until you guys you make us something yeah damn it (laughs) no just kidding um but no i was actually i went with the whole johnny cash like i went full black with gold uh gold tie and a gold uh vest and stuff like that what was y'all's theme I don't think we, I don't, honestly, I don't even remember. 
I, I really don't. Ours was Enchanted Garden. I'll have to look it up. I think I still have like the, the pamphlet thing that we got for prom when we went. But yeah, I think was, I still have cool. an entire photo album of the disposable camera pictures that I took of all of us. They might actually be on Facebook too. Maybe. Oh I don't, boy. Oh no, I know right now now we gotta go look for all this stuff. But anyways, why don't we go ahead and just jump straight into our movie. So uh, this movie, like I said, is Prom Night uh, from 2008. Technically, the title is a remake, or it's pulled from an older movie in from two. What do you mean? Yes, there was a there was Prom Night and, and Prom, Prom Night, Night sequel. Yeah, and Prom Night two. But those movies actually don't tie into this movie. No, they're supernatural. Yeah, this uh, this Prom Night with Britney Snow um, is completely with a, uh, it's a different storyline completely. The only thing that it is, is just, it's the same title. Same name. Yeah. So a lot of people think that it's just a remake because the original one is with Jamie Lee Curtis. Hell yeah. Which I didn't know that. And I want to watch that one now because one, I love Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm only going to watch it if she takes a vase and throws the water in her hair and slicks it back real nice. I don't know if that's going to happen in that kind of movie. Maybe. I don't know. We'll have to see him watch it. But anyways, this movie starts off with, um, Brittany Snow. She... Her name's Donna. This intro was the most Laguna Beach, the OC shit I have ever seen in a movie. Very true. You know, and spooky fans for this movie, we're we're probably not going to go into like full full detail like the movie like we do in every episode. We're probably going to just tell you snippets and tell you our favorite parts of. I have it. so many thoughts. about It's this just movie, because though. some of this, some of the stuff you see here, it is a slasher movie. It's one of those ones you legitimately just have to watch. We did watch it on Netflix, so go check it out. Yes, you can. You know, go check it out. It's for free. Everybody has Netflix. Well, they should have Netflix. But anyways, so yeah, like you said, the beginning scene does start off with uh, Donna getting dropped off from her friends. It's like she's she's supposed to look young, and the way they dressed her was just, it was funny. Very of the times, though. Layers. You know, very true. With very a puffy true. jacket with a furry collar, furry, furry hat. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. This part, I, I'm going to take over. Go for it. She says, oh, I'm not going to try out for cheerleader because, you know, the stuff that's happening. And she goes into her house, and my first thought was, your mom's dead. She's dead as hell. <laughs> she is dead as hell. What? This is a horror movie. I don't know. I, all the stuff that's going on, I automatically assume she was being stalked. Uh, Have you ever seen this movie? I have, but I don't remember it. Oh, the okay, only scene cool. I remember was, like, the very middle end of it uh-huh. when one of the characters is being chased. Ah, okay, okay, cool. Um, and I also just had to say, oop, sorry, it was your dad. Oop, and your mom was dead and also her baby brother. I kind of felt bad for saying they were all dead as hell, but they were. <laughs> Charles Manson killed them. Pretty much. This man you know? looked like Charles Manson. Yeah, he did. He really did with the long hair and everything like that. Um, but that was the teacher... Uh, Mr. Fenton, Mr. Fenton, from that he went to a school. We find out that he has a he's gone a full obsession with this with this with this girl. Full on Lolita, mm-hmm. um, that doctor that took that lady's body and made it his wife. Exactly. Full on crazy, crazy. You know, and Donna is trying to like find a way to get out of the house. She hears sirens outside and decides to go and run for it and everything else. But as soon as uh, she runs outside. Uh, the teacher ends up grabbing her and, and stabs her. And stabs her. And she dies, and that's the movie. Yep, that's it, guys. I mean, damn. No, not really. It ends up becoming a dream. But apparently it did happen three years ago, something very long, along those lines that she was uh, dreaming about. Because Donna's talking to her t- her uh, counselor or uh, grievance counselor or a uh, therapist. therapist. A therapist. That's the word. Ming-Na Wen. Yes, that's right. Which is really funny because this movie has a lot of 
really no good actors. known actors and stuff. But the ratings on this movie were terrible. It was an okay movie. I thought it was. Yeah, we'll we'll get we should get to more of that later on. But so she's talking to her therapist about everything like that, and her therapist is like, "Hey, stuff like this happens. It's not going to go away that fast, that easy. You know, in in three years, you're making a lot of progress. Don't give it up. It is prom night." Go have fun. What are you going to look like? And everything. And Brittany Snow is there with her friends, uh, Lisa and Christy. No, Christy was the bad girl. Um, Claire. Claire, that's right. Yeah. I took issue with this scene. Why? First of all, she says, oh, my dress is it's pink and champagne. With a corset. And, and so the corset back, it's sexy. And then they're at a hair salon, right? She literally leaves the hair salon looking like she did in the therapist's office. That hairstylist brushed her hair and called it a day. Hey. You look so beautiful. I brushed your hair. $500, please. Hey, Get sometimes out. that happens. Sometimes that happens. You just need somebody to like restyle it a little and not do anything with it. Just, just come in. But anyway, so she starts getting paranoid because she starts seeing the teacher because she's starting to have these dreams again. We find out from her therapist that the dreams just started back up again. Well, while she's there at the house getting ready... Um, she was taken in by her aunt and uncle, and we find out that she's actually off of her medication, so that's what's making her more paranoid, more schizo kind because of thing. Because foreshadowing, she wants to remember this night for the rest of her life. I don't Honey, think, you're gonna. I don't think that was foreshadowing. I think that was, I don't know, I feel like that was a bit... So a lot of the acting in this, Spooky fans, in this movie, it really does have like a teenage feel to it. Did you get that? Yes. Yeah. It's very, very 2008 high school. This is the movie that you would take the girl that sits next to you in science that you were crushing on. This is the movie you would take her to see because every time there's a damn mirror in this movie, there's a jump scare and she would be all cuddled up on you by the end of the movie. What is wrong with your hand? You're just oh. like... Ding! Yeah, like pretty much like every other word. I don't know what's happening. Here. I don't know either. But Guys, anyway, it's Friday night. I'm getting gay. <laughs> it's almost midnight. I'm turning into a gay pumpkin. I'm sorry. Hilarious. So we find out that they're having their prom at this big, luxurious uh, hotel. The Pacific Grand. The Pacific Grand. And so they have uh, her, Donna, and her friends all decided to that, you know, we're getting a suite, we're getting all this stuff like that. Oh, yeah, we're going to have some fun and everything. Well, while they're driving over there, it cuts to another scene with uh, our detective, uh, Detective Nash. And that is actually a, one of, a, actually probably a lot of y'all's favorite uh, sexy person. Sexiest man of the year, according That's to People right. Magazine two years ago. That's very true. Idris Elba. Idris Elba, which, yes, he could get it. He's gorgeous. All, all, yeah, hardcore. And just let him talk. Like That's totally fine. Also, I need to say, um, her dad, or her uncle, sorry, her uncle is the hot dad from Teen Wolf, and it took me halfway through the movie to realize it. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, Styles' dad. Yeah. Uh huh. And did you know who Aunt the the aunt the aunt was? The aunt is in something too, and I know it's something we've watched together <laughs> a lot. I can't see her in this movie the way she was because of what I've seen her in before. She was in Nip Tuck. Was she? she? Yeah, she was. She was the wife. She was the wife of um. Oh, I forgot his name. Dylan. No, that's no, the actor. That's yeah. Um, but he was also in Charmed. Yes, 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 yes. The the you know doctor that's about. not the sex freak. Yes, yeah, that he was, yeah. <laughs> the one yeah, that exactly. didn't date Kimber. So you totally, yeah, no, he did date, we, well, technically both date, both of them dated Kimber. You know it's true. Yeah, Julian is the other one. Yes. 
I think. You look that up. I'm going to keep talking about Yeah, I was going to say, keep going, keep going. So they get to the hotel, and as they're getting ready, the the detective gets a call. That's what it was. And the detective, they tell him, hey, uh, Fenton got out. He is out of prison, and we just want you to be aware. Yeah, he escaped three days ago. Just giving you a heads up. I didn't catch that part that was three fucking days. Yeah, and they said they had to try to contact the court and the judge first before notifying the family and the kin of this person that was trying to kill this girl, and they killed her family. To the no, 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 Right? Okay, no, I'm sorry. That that should be like a number one priority, is to contact the, the area that he escaped. To quote Family Guy making fun of Liam Neeson, to hell with parliamentary procedure! I mean, I'm sorry. In uh, in Criminal Minds, they always do that. No, contact the contact this person. Contact this. Yes, your unsub is gonna go back to what he's wanting. Did he finish it? Did he? Is he? Is he devolving? No, I mean, is he going to go on a spree? Is this his his thing? Like yes, um, all the other killers do when his they ritual. do the, the thing where they at the end where they reach their apex and they kill yeah, a bunch of people. Exactly. Is breaking point and stuff like that. But yeah, no, see, watch Criminal Minds and you're going to get a lot of clues and everything yeah. else. Like, come on, spooky fans, you got this. But, oh, backing tracking really quick. The aunt, she was in she was in uh, Glee, too. She was his that's, first wife that, in Glee. Yeah. She was uh-huh. Miss, the, Miss, the original Mrs. Schuster. Yeah, that's right. And so that's where, she was Terry Schuster in Glee. She always like plays that, that or, kind of character. Uh, Gina Russo in Nip Tuck. Yes. She yeah. always plays that kind of hard-edged very nice eyebrowed female character. Yes, but in this movie, she's very not. So sweet. Yeah, she was really sweet. And you're like, oh, okay, I just can't... I don't know if you're going to be a complete bitch or not. Maybe, maybe not. But anyways, let's let's continue. <laughs> this part, we see the killer mm-hmm. for the second time. Not yes. looking like Charles, Charles Manson. Yeah, he's got a haircut. He well, of course... get it. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I, outside of him being a murderer... <laughs> You could get it. I don't want to sound like those people that worship serial killers. I was about to say, you're you're gonna what, start writing of love letters and stuff like that now? Dear Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> he's dead. So then you're like, oh shit, he has a scopade and he is at this prom and he knows what floor they're on because mm-hmm. he overhears them talking about what floor they're on. Yep. I love when they walk into prom. The song, I can't remember the name of it, but it's by a group or a, a guy called Cavassier. And it was on Chocolate Swim, which was this thing with Adult Swim they released. It was around this time. It was like 2007, 2008. Mm-hmm. And it was a remix from Chocolate Records. And it had that and Lady Sovereign and a bunch of other people. I still have it in my car. I listen Seriously? to it regularly. Yes. Wow. I made it my se- my junior year and listened to it all the way through my senior year. That's crazy. Yeah, but I got really excited. I was like, oh shit, Cavassier. <laughs> <laughs> this prom, 206 graduates, and she has a rival with Chrissy, the rich girl in town. You have 206 people to be in your class, and you have a rival? I had 35 in my class. I didn't. I, I, I had a rival. At least I feel like I had a I feel like we had a rivalry. I don't think I had a rival. I don't know. I know there was people that probably were like, man, I want to see Ruben fail. But I was just okay. trying to get in and get out. <laughs> you see, okay, you say that, but a lot of people are like, no, I have to stay. Everything. But a lot of this part of the movie, Spooky Fans, it is kind of just them kind of going back and forth and talking about prom and kind of just seeing everything like that. And, uh, you know, it was it was kind of nice. And again, it gave you that, that teenage, that high school feel to it. And something that followed in this movie um, that we don't get answered until the very end is, do her friends know? Do all these people know? Oh. Did she move here? Yeah. 
say freshman year, or did this all happen at this school, and does everybody know? Yeah. And we get that answered later on. Yeah, we do. Um, I have that in my notes. I'm reading my notes while I'm No, you're working. good. Because what I was going to say was, uh, if you don't mind me taking over for Go a second. So, backtracking to what you were saying. The, the killer shows up. He's... He looks completely different from his his picture because before he got sentenced in prison, he uh, had long hair, everything like that. You know, really like hipster vibe. He legit looked like Charles Manson. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Uh, well, now he has short hair, and it's kind of it's a little hard to recognize him. And he he's going into the in his room and sees a maid there on the floor, and was like, "Hey, my card isn't working." First and foremost, he scratches the hell out of that card with his knife that he carries throughout the whole movie. Yes, and second of all. When he asked the maid for extra towels to kind of like get her in the room. She goes in the room. She goes in the room. How no, many times have I am you... heading them to you at the door and I am moving on. Exactly. <laughs> I am on the third floor of this six floor hotel. I got, I got at least 30 do. more rooms. And have you seen the size of these rooms in this damn hotel? Yeah. I got shit to do, it's sir. It's about the size of this house. You better be glad I'm not tossing these towels at damn. you football style. Getting a, sh- uh, a fucking t-shirt cannon shooting them at you. So he ends up slashing her or stabbing her in the in the stomach and in the gut about three or four times and takes her master card key to get into the other rooms. And so from there, we kind of start seeing this cat and mouse game that's kind of going on. Between Back her- downstairs. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, you're fine. There. I cut you off. It's, it's a cat and mouse game between her and her friends and the killer. Right. Go ahead. Everybody, yeah, I was going to say, so everybody is pretty much, he's upstairs trying to get everything ready, you know, his hiding spots and stuff like that, learning the lay of the land, if one would say. While downstairs, you see Donna and and all of her friends, and, you know, they're doing what what teenagers and high high school kids do, like, oh, you know, are we going to remember this? Oh, Michael and and Serena are are fighting because they say that, you know, shut up. (laughs) <laughs> Michael and Claire fight. Yes, Michael and Claire are fighting because Mike uh, Claire is leaving and she's only going to be two hours away. And Michael thinks he's she's leaving to sleep with some other people and stuff like that. You know, again, typical high school stuff. Yeah. And so from there, again, more of the more of the friends break up. They keep going back and forth, back and forth. Well, Claire ends up going upstairs because she's fighting with Michael, like we said, and she is actually one of our first main victims. Yes, and she says that she's cramping, so she needs Midol. And um, Donna Donna tells her, go upstairs, and it's in my purse. I want to say, and I need to quote one of my favorite movies right here, and say, a lady always carries a handbag at dinner time. A lady is never sure at night. You always keep your handbag on you. Uh, I mean, I don't makeup know. Makeup touch-ups, if your boyfriend's going to break up with you, you need to wipe your makeup. I, you don't need to go up to the third floor. I mean, I get it. You have your own hotel You have your own hotel room. I can totally see that. There's a lot of people that just go in like, hey, I'm, well, perfect example, when we were on the cruise. How many times were we like, oh, you know, I'm just going to go back to the room really quick, freshen up, and then come back out? I feel like that's a little different. How? Because a cruise, that's seven days, you're in the hotel, you can't leave the hotel. This is one night, and but you're there was still one times where we were like, "Hey, I'm gonna go to this concert over here, and then I'm gonna go to the room, freshen up for a few moments, and then I'm gonna go leave again." We'll see. I don't know. I feel like that's a double standard. Double I, standard I, on them. I don't know. I'm just saying. Yeah, same with me. I don't always know. Always carry know. a bag. Whatever. But anyways, so she ends up getting she ends up getting killed. She's the first one to get murdered inside the bathroom, and while there. We actually see the killer, Mr. Fenton, 
just looking through the camera and like deleting pictures that he sees of Bobby, uh, Donna's boyfriend. And her. And her and stuff like that because he's getting jealous. And it's actually really – like you can actually see some scenes. And this actor, he actually – he did a really good job playing the whole super over-possessive – stalker person because yeah. did you see the did you see the scene whenever they were kissing on the floor and he was like kind of watching from the stairwell yes he actually started crying yes he has this weird like duality i guess mm-hmm. of being soft and hard at the same time yeah. like you can see a pain in his eyes cuz he can't have her but also the crazy in his eyes because cuz he wants her yeah mhm so from there again, and then Michael kind of goes up there, uh, the person that there that Claire was fighting with, and then he gets killed. And if she wasn't dead, I want her to break up with him. He's a terrible. He boyfriend. was a dick. Yeah, he was a bad boyfriend. Very, I, I would go with a bad boyfriend. What a penis. <laughs> so from there, it starts getting more and more, um, more. I don't know. How would you describe this next part? It gets a little tits. But then they dies kind of quickly. Yeah, it ramps up very quickly and then slows down just as quickly. Um, we have a lot of a lot more cat and mousery going on. Yeah, um, we get a close up of Chrissy, and I am really concerned about her um, as an eighteen year old in high school. She <laughs> looks eighteen, but somehow also looks like one of the Real Housewives. Again, I guess she was, like you said, she was trying to go for an L.A. club kind of style look. She looked old as shit up close. Yeah. Be careful with lip plumpers. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, pretty much, I guess. So, the this part, it kind of bounces because he kills the killer. Fenton kills more people yeah, like multiple before people. he gets close. He's kind of um, killing in a spiral closer to her, if yeah. that makes sense. He's devolving. He's just whoever he sees that's around. Exactly. He ends up murdering him. So they are about to announce prom king and queen. Yep. And they, Lisa and her boyfriend, go upstairs and are like, "We're gonna, we'll be back." And as they're getting in the elevator, Lisa bumps into Finn. into our our killer Finn. And she's like, I really recognize that guy. And her boyfriend's like, I don't care. Get down on this or whatever. And as they're getting hot and heavy, she pushes him off of her and says, oh, my God, it's him. It's him. I have to go. I have to go tell Donna. Sorry. Hiccup. (laughs) Now. So she runs out and we see that he was going to propose to her. Mm -hmm. Kind of a cute idea, but also it's prom. It's prom. Kind of weird. I mean, that happens. No, they want him to stay. He wanted to stay together forever. It just sucks because from that point, uh, Fenton knows that she saw him. He knows she knows. Like he knows she knows. He knows she knows. Mm -hmm. Right? We know. We know. (laughs) Thank you, Phoebe Phoebe Buffet, from Friends for telling us that. But anyways, so that starts off another little cat and mouse thing that goes on with this one. This was so good. Yeah, she did a really good job, I thought, from, like, hiding and everything like that. But also the whole, my heel's going to break when I'm running down the stairs. My dress is going to rip or get caught on something. My exact thoughts in this five-minute period were, hell yeah, Lisa. And then, Lisa, no! (laughs) Because she falls down the freaking stairs. Yep. And she goes, okay, I I listened to everything in the movie. 
And if we heard in the beginning, the guy at the front desk said, oh, everything's open except for the mezzanine level where we're having construction. And where does she run out of the stairwell? To the mezzanine level on level four. And of course, because it's construction, we have plastic sheeting hanging from the the uh, the walls. The ceiling and everything like rustling that. Rustling menacingly. It, yeah, giving it that weird, that ominous... <sighs> so she does really good in this. She runs and manages to hide. And as she's hiding, her boyfriend, I cannot remember his name. Ronnie. Ronnie. Mm-hmm. Comes down the elevator, makes it stop on that floor. I've never heard of that. I've Every like hotel I've been in that's had construction, the elevators don't stop on the floor that's having construction, right? Like, it would make sense to keep people from... Well, yes and no, I guess. Just because of the fact that they have to take stuff up the construction and maybe the freight, freight elevator doesn't go to that one. You're right. You know? Because if you notice, she did push the button first and then hid. Yes. So when it might not have even been Ronnie pushing that button. You know, it might have stopped just, him on the way down. Yeah, it could have just stopped him on the way down. Um, he stands in the elevator calling her name. And she's like, you can tell she's kind of praying internally. Like, do, do I say something? Do I run? Do I not? Tell him He's not like to right say there. anything. Yeah. yeah. And the killer pulls out his knife. You see it glinting. And the elevator closes. So Ronnie is safe. At this point, Lisa's like, okay, I can, I can get out of here. She goes to run. And she trips over a pile of paint cans. And he gets her. Yep. She runs right into his arms. And across and the throat. And across the throat. This is when... Detective Nash realizes, shit, he is here, things are going down. I need to get Donna safe and everybody else out. We've been calling him the wrong name. Detective Nash was his partner. He's Detective Wynn. Edris Elva is Detective Wynn. Hey, we Wynn. corrected it. We don't have to correct it. Yeah, we don't have to. <laughs> Sorry, Idris. Yes. Love you. Love you too. Uh, <laughs> so, oh, Doctor, uh, Detective Wynn is like, all right, Nash, I need you to get special forces or whatever get fucking delta force in here and we gotta get everybody out i want you to find donna keep her safe and as they're announcing prom king and queen they're still looking for lisa and donna says i'll go find her it's fine i'll you know we'll find her they pull the fire alarm to get everybody out yep first mistake first mistake to me that you're trying to find one person and you're evacuating all the persons from the building. I mean, I, I get it, but they could have done it a little bit differently. They could have had it like, hey, more checkout. So as soon, okay, one, one, you know, have like Groups. a people. Yes, like kind of go through, which, so I understand that. You want to push everybody out. So if he is hiding, you can flush the building a lot quicker, a lot faster, and a lot more easier. Yeah. You know? But you need to have some kind of queuing system so that you can see who's going out. Yes. Because we see this goes wrong. Exactly. In, in the future. Very, very so. And also, I'm sorry, if the fire alarm goes off, just go outside. I, I, I get that she she ends up going back up to the room to go find her, her mom's, mom's, her mom's uh, sash, which I get that's very, very uh, memorable and, you know, very uh, sentimental to her. Correct. Especially since she ended up seeing her mother die from, again, three years ago. Fenton killing her. Yep. But, I'm sorry. Go outside. And you don't know what the emergency is. Yeah, it could have just... It this could have been a fire. Yeah. You could have died. <laughs> in more ways than one. You yeah. could have been murdered. Exactly. So Donna is up in the elevator. She goes upstairs. And she's... Okay, I've got my shawl. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back downstairs. As she goes to leave, the door opens. 
and it's freaking Fenton. Yep. This fight was pretty cool. Yeah, this fight was good. I liked this fight. She manages to kind of trick him, like okey-doke him, and locks herself in the adjacent suite, locks herself in, and he beats the door down with a fire extinguisher. Yeah. And her genius idea has worked for her before from him. I'm going to hide under the bed. But did you also notice what else she did? She made it look like she had left the room. Yeah, she opened up the other doors to the back to the other suite, so it looks like she left the other suite and then uh-huh. hid under the door. That's the way you do that. That's exactly how you do See, it. See, because I was going to say, like, hide back in the bathroom with, like, the door, like, semi-slanted. So, again, he sees that kind of, and she'd be like, I'm going to run out of here. That's what I thought she was going to do. I thought yeah. she was going to wait till he went to the adjacent room and then, like... Book it out the hallway or something. Yeah, walk yeah. very quietly, take off your heels... Always take off your heels. Spooky fan, girls out there, women, ladies. And men who wear heels. Yeah, yeah, that too. Don't, 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 don't fight evil in, in heels. No. Um, to quote Willem Belli, never wear something you can't run from somebody in. I was going to say fucking to quote the, the show Charmed, where the fuck is your tennis shoes? Exactly. <laughs> we're different people, Ruben. Yeah. And I appreciate uh, yeah, that about hardcore. us. Hardcore. <laughs> hardcore. I love how you go straight, uh, yeah, the other way and I don't, but it's awesome. So Donna's under the bed, and this is when she realizes Claire's dead. Yep, she sees Claire under the bed dead. So she kind of screams, but manages to muffle herself, and Fenton hears her. Boom. And he does the twitchy eye. He runs in there and says, Donna, I'm going to get you. Looks under the bed, and he sees her trying to run out. She makes it out of the hallway, and somebody grabs her. It's Detective Wynn. Yay! Thank Jeebus. And a uh, backup. Mm-hmm. So... They're like, okay, you get the fuck out of here. We've got him. And they search the entire room, the entire hotel. And they tell uh, Donna, you leave. And Bobby says, hey, I'm going with her. That's her boyfriend's name, right? Yes. Bobby? Mm-hmm. Bobby's like, okay, I'm going to go home. I'll stay with her at her house. You have detectives there, cops there already. We're good. They search this entire hotel. Detective Wynn is making sure everybody's out, and a crowd walks past him, and he's like, hey, is everybody out? Yeah, that's the last of them. Cool. He then is still searching, and they see blood dripping from the ceiling. Well, yeah, the well, well first they comb like everything. They get the SWAT team in there. They, they comb everything. They find all the other dead bodies that Fenton has, has killed. Lisa, Claire, Michael, uh, the rest of the, the waiting staff. Yeah. Everything, you know. They've cleared everyone out. Yeah. They found all the dead bodies that he's already killed. He's He sees blood dripping from the air vent. And he gets a ladder and he opens it up. And I was thinking, this punk-ass killer climbed up in this air duct like a rat and killed himself. Like, that was my first thought. I was actually a little angry and almost wanted to turn really? the movie off. <laughs> like, I figured... Because that's something people do in real life. And I was like... Oh, that would suck, and I would be really upset about that. <laughs> Turns out it's just one of the other hotel staff that he murdered, and he snuck out using his clothes. Yep. So because he's done that before, he's he he has an mo, and nobody yeah. is following. And, yeah, nobody is like kind of looking at this stuff here. Where's JJ? Where's right? Doctor Gray? Where's Prentice? I need the. I, I need everybody. <laughs> Somebody call Garcia. Damn straight. <laughs> We need an algorithm. We need everything. We're going to figure this out like right now. This is ridiculous. Bridgeport, Oregon, police department. I couldn't figure out if it was Connecticut. I forgot. We get to the house when calls Nash and he's like, hey, 
dudes coming your way. I need you to make sure they're safe. Yeah, yeah, everything's fine. Everything's I mean, fine. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Nash is, or Wynn is on his way, and he's calling and calling and calling. The phone's not going through. So he calls Nash, and Nash is like, everything's fine. Wynn says, get in the house and check on them. He goes to check, and the phone lines are cut to the mm-hmm. house. Which one, how do you not notice? You're parked legitimately right next to the Three box. Three feet. I... Like, you saw the box, and you saw the cut wires from your car, from the light. You what didn't see him walk F. past you with, a, I'm assuming, gardening shears or bolt cutters. That, or he just used his knife and put it against the wall and... You didn't hear it? Right. Didn't see, see exactly. It. This man's at least six foot three. A mysterious, carrying a knife, and you missed it? Mm-hmm. You're the shittiest detective in the world. <laughs> Donna wakes up, scared. And she tells Bobby, I gotta go to the bathroom. I'm just, I gotta go. She goes to the bathroom to take her medicine, and as she closes the medicine cabinet, Fenton's behind her. Grabs her by the head and slams, slams her, into the, her into the mirror. She and she wakes up again. Yep. Another bad dream. And the exact same thing's happening. Same thing that she just happened in her dream. She goes to the bathroom, there's nobody there. She takes her medicine, she looks outside, she sees Nash, everything's cool. Or, or is it? She goes to bed. Mm-hmm. Bobby's dead. Yep. And then, this, Ruben, I heard you laugh when I did this. Wynn gets to the house, and he goes to check on Nash. She's like, Nash, what the fuck are you doing? I told you to get in the house. Nash is dead. Yep, Nash died too. He got stabbed in the neck. My exact words were, oh, fuck all the way off. <laughs> How did you kill three police officers? Right? Like, okay, yeah, there's... I, I don't know. I, do you become, like, super strong and, like, one, one with the shadows when you become a killer? I don't know. Like, I want to see this motherfucker's skill tree. Right? <laughs> did he do the Dark Brotherhood? Did he do the Black yeah, Sacrament? exactly. Like, that's... You know, I, I mean, I understand at the beginning part he had, like, a hat on and, like, blended in with the shadows and stuff. But come on now. Come on. This was the part of the movie that I was like, this is ridiculous. All this other shit I could sort of buy. Yeah. This, this was, did not allow yeah. him to. Yeah. <laughs> Unless he snuck up behind him when he was looking at the power cable. Okay. But then he would have had to put him back in the car. Okay. Maybe that, he, that's, that's the only thing I could think of. But maybe then he again. killed him in the car. Why didn't he see him coming up in the mirror? Exactly. How did he kill the other two cops? The cop in the backyard and the cop in the front yard. I need answers to these questions that nobody is uh Can you look up us. the director? Because I want to call him out by name on the podcast. <laughs> no, let's keep going. <laughs> Mr. or Mrs. Director of Prom Night 2008. I, ha- I need to have words with you. <laughs> <laughs> so from there, again, we see that Bobby uh, is dead in the bed. Poor sweet Bobby. Yeah, so she's kind of going around and she hears, she sees a shadow coming up, up, the, up the stairs. And from there, that's whenever she, she goes she and kind of hides backs into the closet. Into the closet. And again, these closets—they are so deep. What the hell, man? They like you can hide a, a person in them, like hardcore. But also, I think this is part of his shadow sneak ability because this man blends in with the freaking walls, Katie Pride, uh, Kitty Pride style, right? Just bloop, yeah. Bloop. Just bloop. He grabs her, 
puts a knife to her neck and is like, we can be together now. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Exactly. And because she sees uh, Detective Wynn in the room and she was about to like try to go out to him and be like, he's here, he's here kind of thing. And it doesn't really work out that way. Because he hears screaming. She runs, he runs across the house and sees her mom, or her, I keep wanting to call her her mom, yeah. her aunt and uncle. No, her mom died. Have found, <laughs> have found the cop in the backyard. Yep. So they start freaking out. And they, he calls 911, he's like, any people here now? Immediately, the cop, the killer's here. At this point, How Donna do- tries to escape. Mm-hmm. Fighting, kicking, screaming with Fenton, and nobody hears it? Thank you. The fuck? Thank you. Did somebody just take over directing? Did the director leave the last 20 minutes of this movie and just say, somebody else handle it? <laughs> just give it to the catering guy. He'll be fine. He's fine. He saw most of it. Because you can't hear them fighting. You can't hear her kicking the shit out of him barefooted. Mm-hmm. She kicks the shit out of him. Good for her. She's fighting back. Yeah. She's over her fear. He has a knife, and he goes to plunge it into her. Pow, 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 pow. Detective Wynn shoots him. Yep. I would have liked it if she would have somehow had a hand in killing him. Yeah. Yeah. Because from there, Spooky fans, that's actually where the movie ends. It kind of starts to pan out, and they're like, oh, it's over, it's done. And then it kind of pans out through the window, and there's the end credit scenes with more police officers coming through. Yeah. That's your movie. Okay. Um, but yes, no, agreed 100%. I really kind of wish that the last fight scene was going to be a little bit more drawn out, a little bit more like... Back and forth, I'm going to beat the crap out of you. Like I wanted a finale. Yes, I wanted some closure, damn it. We just got a dead guy. Which I guess I guess it's more, that's, uh, it's real life. It's more realistic. I, I guess so. I, I don't know. I think, I think the Invisible Man ruined us. What do you mean? Because that fight scene at the end of Invisible Man, the final fight scene and in the end of the movie. Oh. Like if this would have ended like that, yeah. that would have been great. Yeah, that would have been cool. But no, even even think of TV show wise. Even some of those fight scenes that you see or that you know of, like from from true events, they fought harder. They fought tooth and nail and scratch and everything like yeah. that. And not saying that that Donna didn't, but, but she wouldn't but, have but, even it, had but it just seemed very like one and done. One and yeah, exactly. You know, like there wasn't. I wanted her to have DNA under her fingernails. Yes, I and I, I. This is going to sound horrible, but I kind of wanted her to like get hit and then you know stand up and be like, "Is that all you got?" And let's go. Yes, you know, kind I of wanted, thing. Like I wanted to see that fight, that thrill, that I'm going to win. I'm, yes, you're not beating me again. I didn't, and, and she had a little bit of that in the end. I, I wish she would have had it more. I wish we would have gotten her getting her justice. See, I felt it more when they first met. In when they when they had their first fight scene kind of thing. Yes. You know? Because again, that's whenever she, even though she was like, oh my god, get away from me, stop. She was but scared. She was scared, but she was like, leave me the frick alone. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I just wish she would have had, and I guess it's, they maybe, maybe that's more true. Uh, maybe more true to life. But I, I wish there would have been more of a fight at the end. Yeah, same with me. You know? Um... So, there's a few things, too, that I wanted to kind of discuss about this movie. Um, first of all, yes, it was the closets. Hardcore. How are the closets that freaking deep? Like, everywhere. The, the, one, the cabinet in the hotel? Yes. That hid both the killer and Michael's body? Yeah, exactly. And, okay, and he, he was hidden in full shadow, like, full darkness. Because his when, hat was tilted down? Yeah. What? What? What kind the of Naruto F. fucking shadow jitsu 
did he do to turn his hat into an invisibility cloak? <laughs> right? Thought the same thing. Because don't get me wrong, like the they actually did a really good job shooting wise because they they picked a lot of good angles where it was very hard and difficult to see someone's face especially when wearing the hat and the lights coming from different stuff so you know you did see a lot more light backdrop that did cause like a blinding effect and it was hard to see his face so he was back a little i I understand that and that does give off a neat creepy vibe and feel to everything but uh but yeah what what was that What, what the hell what the actual hell Back to your other question, uh, did the did the rest of the friends and, and everybody know? Yes, they knew. I, I This happened because, again, in the beginning part of the movie where she's like, yeah, with everything kind of going on, and Edris Elba's character, Detective Wynn, actually does talk about the case um, a little bit afterwards, which is pretty quick, and it, it feels like kind of forced to put it in, if, if that makes sense, but it needed to be in to make more sense of the story. World building, yeah. Yeah. But he does discuss in, in detail about like, oh yeah, there was this one girl, this teacher got super uh, super obsessed with her, he ended up killing her whole family at the same school that they went to, she still goes to that same school, and again, her friends knew, because she makes that, she makes the comment at the very beginning of the movie, oh yeah, with everything kind of going on. But see, that was a dream, which was also, I was like, well then, is well, she dreaming of her new friends? No, I don't think so. I don't think that was her new friends because that was still Lisa in the car. Yeah, but that's what I was thinking because they mentioned year. that he's 2,300 miles away. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, is he in prison 2,300 yes. miles away? Or did she live 2,300 miles away and have to live, move cross country to be away from him? No, I think that was because she, they took him away to jail. Okay. They, they took him away to maximum security because he ended up playing uh, insanity and they ended up putting him in a... In a high risk mental institution kind of thing, gotcha, and that gotcha. one that was all the way over there because they were going to send him to life in prison and death there in that city. Yeah, because the uh, even detective Wynn says they should have killed him. They should have killed him exactly. Um, so yeah, no, that because even they make they make yeah they make references to Chrissy and how much Lisa hated her. Yeah, you know from when it happened three years three years prior. So it's same town, same. Same school, same everything. So I know I'm going without a, with a shadow of doubt that all of her friends everybody knew, knew and everybody knew that was happening. You know, so that's what gets me is like, how is she still like the popular girl? I don't know because I, I feel I, like if that happened in a regular high school, they'd be like, "Oh, your family got murdered. Now you're a weird girl." I don't even think of it that way. I think more people. Well, no, okay, I, I see your point on that, but some other people they kind of do the whole opposite thing, like. Think of Final Destination. True. Hey, all this stuff happened. Oh, hey, that was really nice of us to invite her out. You know what I mean? Yeah, that uh-huh. makes sense. If you if you remember that scene where they invite uh, the girl out to go tan with them before maybe, graduation. Maybe this movie is more realistic than I thought it was. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I, I remember from this movie that I was like, yeah, my problem was kind of like that. Yeah, I kind of did something like that. You know? But again, they... They glamorized it a lot more. Yeah. You know, versus... They have to in a movie. Yeah, exactly. Then the last thing I was going to actually kind of go into a little bit of detail about is the killer. Okay. Teacher Fenton. Do you know what he's from? No. No? Not at all? He was in that movie, That Thing You Do. <gasps> he was the lead singer. No. Yes. 
He's so tan. <laughs> yeah, now, yeah. Oh, if you go and Google him, like some of the pictures, you're like, wow. Wow. But yeah, no, he was in um, he was in that thing you do, which was awesome because I, I I knew I recognized him before because again his he has very very powerful eyes. Yes, he has a very distinct upper face. Yes, so you can really kind of tell who he is or anything just by like kind of his look, and you're like, all right. But yeah, he was in that thing you do, uh, Day of the Dead. <sighs> And he was in some other movies, but it looks like he played more of like a, a B-style role. He was in Quarantine. Was he? Yeah, he was in Quarantine. Who was he in Quarantine? Uh, that I don't know. Oh, he was in Forsaken. Oh, yeah, he was in The Forsaken. We have to watch Quarantine for this podcast. See, that's the only thing with some of those movies. Are, I, I feel like describing third-person view or first-person view is... The found footage. It's It's hard. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe snack episodes. Maybe a snack episode. And we just kind of talk about what the movie is to us. Yeah, just so I can, and so I can tell the story about my sister in that movie. Your sister? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know that was your sister. No, she's not in the movie. Well, I know that she's not in the movie, because if that was the case, I'd be like, hey, what's up? Let's go. Let's, we're going to go, like, Hollywood party. I can tell you just a snippet. No, it's a small story. The only thing I've ever seen my sister scared of in my entire life was that movie? Oh, really? She mentioning it sometimes will give her like a little, like a little chill, chill. chill. Yeah, because the um, the first jump scare scared the crap out of her when she saw it. Ah, that's awesome, Mrs. I can't remember the I name, but the first the yeah. first victim, the first in victim. that movie. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. But like you said, so you hadn't seen this movie before. Or it's been a really long time. It's been huh? a really long time. Same with me. So I actually forgot a lot of parts of this movie. It was nice to rewatch it, though. It really was. I liked yeah, it. I did, too. I would give it... I mean, it wasn't the best movie because, like I said, I would have liked a little bit more mm, stabilism, I guess, with the build-up and the and the drop-down because, again, they kind of they were trying to build it up and make it more exciting every time he was trying to kill somebody. But then it was very... Blah. Like it, it fell flat. I want a bigger payoff. Yeah, exactly. I like they build up for so much, and you're like, yeah, and then it's not exactly what you're expecting oh, on yeah, that kill. Yeah, another person got their throat slit. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I would give this movie probably three uh, dead victims. Right? Are we doing dead victims or is it uh, victims? It is victims. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would say three victims. I'm gonna give my first two. Real? Oh, awesome. Okay, cool. Well, good for you then. Yeah. I mean, not good for you that it's a two, but hey, good this for you is, that you're being honest with it. That this is this is an okay movie. Yeah, um, I feel like it's a good movie if you want to. We're gonna binge bad good movies all day, and we're gonna watch this one. We're gonna watch. I know what you did last summer. We're gonna play the mustache game. We're gonna watch. We're gonna watch Scream as the final finale for the good one. Yeah, that'll be our good you know, movie. This is this is part of those. Thrasher, uh, thrasher <laughs> slasher thriller movies that would be a really good one just to watch and you know and those like sync with some other stuff 2000s slashers yes exactly i think that would be an awesome thing to kind of have um let's see what else i can't think of anything else that we really need to cover on this movie no that was that was really the end of the movie yeah that was it wow do we have anything else no I, no. We're about the same time we normally are. Yeah, I, well, I know that. I just couldn't remember if, if we had anything else to kind of go off yeah, of. We talked about Dana. I am excited, actually. Um, 
I'm just going to go ahead and tell everybody the next episode that I'm going to be hosting is actually going to be mini horror episodes. So what I mean by that is what uh, what I mean by that is that we're going to be watching a movie that's got different stories. Think of like scary stories to tell in the dark. Maybe trick or treat. Maybe ooh, maybe the Twilight movie. The Twilight Zone. The movie. Oh my God! Please, can we? Creep show. Uh, oh, you know. See, so Clear I want to kind of do. <laughs> I want to do an episode about that. So look forward to that, spooky fans. I'm actually going to be picking that one. That one's probably going to be dropping towards you on a Sunday in about two weeks or so. If you do have a movie that that'd be really good. Hey, VHS wasn't a bad movie. Oh with, my God, VHS was ones. so good. You know, drop me a line. Let me know what you think. Us. Drop us a line. My apologies. Drop <laughs> us a line. You know, again, you can reach us on Facebook, and um, Twitter. Same thing with Anchor or any of our other podcasts. Twitter? I said Twitter. Did you? Yes, I said you can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. Deja vu. But <laughs> we don't have an Instagram. I was about to say Instagram, which I think we're going to make one. I don't Are know. We? I don't know. I think so. Maybe. Okay. Possibly. But, uh, but yeah. Check us out. And next week is actually going to be Quinn's episode. So I hope you have your movie picked out. Sure. Sure. Not? Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, uh, don't forget to join us again next week for another episode of Spooky Husband Mystery Hour. I was your chilling host, Ruben. I'm Quinn. Stay, Stay spooky. spooky.